0: Organizations across all industries continually rank insider fraud and security risks as being among their top concerns, yet few organizations are equipped to adequately address insider risks. Here, Jason Clark, an insider threat researcher in the CERT Insider Threat Center at the Carnegie Mellon University Software Engineering Institute and one of the featured presenters at Information Security Media Group's upcoming Fraud Summit, says insider threats are daunting for most companies. And here, Clark shares steps institutions can take to ensure they are better protected from insider risks and offers a preview of what he plans to discuss at the upcoming summit. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Jason, as I noted during the introduction, insider risks are challenging for organizations across the board. Why are insider threats so difficult for organizations to mitigate?
1: There are many reasons why insider threat is challenging to mitigate. First, insiders can bypass existing physical and electronic security measures through legitimate measures. In other words, they are supposed to be there, working on systems with access, unlike an outside attacker. Essentially, they have authorized access to authorized systems. Also, some organizations may not be aware they have been a victim of an insider attack or, for a variety of different reasons, choose not to report it. One common misconception is that insider threat can be solved with technology. Unfortunately, solving the insider threat problem with technology um, will not suffice as it is difficult to search and analyze logs to look for bad behavior. In fact, the insider, for all intents and purposes, looks normal until they have the intent to complete a malicious attack. Additionally, it is often difficult to determine what is normal behavior versus that of an insider threat behavior. Even if you could somehow solve the insider threat problem with technology, there's an entire aspect of social behavior to consider. Oftentimes it is challenging to predict when and why insider may go down the slippery slope to committing an insider attack.
0: Jason, how long do most insider fraud cases, on average, go on before they're detected?
1: Before we can answer this question, we must first define insider fraud. Uh, At the SCI, we define insider fraud as an insider's use of IT for the unauthorized modification, addition, or deletion of an organization's data, not programs or systems for personal gain or theft of information which leads to fraud, identity theft, credit card fraud, et cetera. Our results, um, based on a study completed in July of 2012, sponsored by the Department of Homeland Security Science and Technology Directorate and the Homeland Security Advanced Research Projects Agency, in collaboration with 80 case files from the Secret Service, uh, we found that, on average, over five years between the subject's hiring and the start of the fraud. There are approximately 32 months on average between the beginning of the fraud and its detection.
0: Jason, are there certain industries or sectors that are at greater risk for insider fraud than others?
1: Of the 250 cases that we have coded and subsequently analyzed at the FCI, we have found as no surprise that banking and financial was the highest industry, coming in in about 47% of our cases. This was followed by government at the state, local, and federal level, as well as uh, healthcare, care, commercial facilities, and communications.
0: And how much does a typical insider fraud scheme cost a company or organization? According
1: to the previous study mentioned earlier, um, sponsored by Department of Homeland Security, uh, Science and Technology Directorate, and the 80 case files we received from the Secret Service, we found that average damage caused by managers was slightly over 1.5 million, and the median was approximately 200,000. For non-managers, we found that the average was 287,000 and median of 112,000 of the 250 cases in our own database where we had information on the financial impact of the cases, 13% were an impact of over a million dollars, while 32% had an impact between 100,000 and 999,000. Finally, 19% had an impact of between 10,000 and $99,000. However, there are additional costs that can't be measured in dollar figures alone. There are operational costs, loss of customers, embarrassment, loss, lack of privacy, and the form of stolen PII that could um, cause additional damage that can't be measured in just dollar figures.
0: As we look at the 2014, Jason, what would you say are some of the emerging top insider threat concerns, and have they changed over the last year?
1: While we do not have the data to support this, nor do we have real-time data, we do see some emerging concerns for 2014 that we are researching and watching very closely. Of interest is a look at the difference between U.S.-based and international insider threat cases. We are also looking at insider threat in the cloud and unintentional insider threat problem. Often we put such information um, in the form of blog posts on the CERT website, which can be found at http colon slash slash www.cert.org slash insider underscore threat.
0: I mentioned during the introduction that you are going to be one of our featured presenters at the upcoming Fraud Summit. What key insider trends do you plan to highlight during your presentation?
1: The focus of my presentation will be on insider fraud, and we'll be looking at various uh, trends. Uh, First is the low and slow concept. In this concept, uh, criminals who executed a low and slow approach accomplish more damage and escape detection for longer. We'll be going over... um, the details of the low and slow approach and uh, essentially what, how much damage was caused. Furthermore, we'll be looking at the differences between low technology skill set and sophisticated technical skill set. Uh, we'll find that insiders' means were not very technically sophisticated when it came to conducting insider fraud. We'll also look at the dynamic between managers versus non-managers. Uh, we found that managers often cause way more damage than non-managers to a given organization. We will also look at collusion audits, complaints, and suspicions, and the lack of protection associated with PII. The presentation will include real case studies and end with mitigation recommendations.
0: You've mentioned, Jason, that insider threats cannot be addressed solely with technologies, but technology does play a role here in detection. What types of technologies should organizations be investing in to help at least mitigate some of their risks?
1: Uh, great question. Given that we are an FSRDC, federally funded research and development center, we are not at liberty to provide any specific vendor product recommendations. However, if we take a look at the, how we break down the insider threat problem into three key areas, namely IT sabotage, theft of intellectual property, and of course, insider fraud, we can offer categories of technologies. For IT sabotage, we would suggest technologies such as resiliency, backup, access control, code review, and log analysis. For theft of IP, we would suggest data loss prevention or DLP solutions, encryption, encryption detection systems, and the like. For fraud, we would really consider business practices such as two-factor authorization and forced vacations, as well as auditing technologies. Also, technologies that are capable of detecting unauthorized addition or modification of data in databases is of paramount importance. However, as a reminder, technology alone can't solve this problem.
0: Jason, when we look back at cyber attacks and network breaches that have been in the headlines recently, how often would you say that these types of incidents are linked to an insider?
1: This is a difficult question to answer. However, in 2013, CSCO Magazine conducted a survey of 501 respondents and found that 53% of participants stated that they experienced an insider incident. It is unknown as to whether these reports are linked to a specific insider. Also, there is elements that many of these insider attacks are grossly underreported. The most likely reasons for the underreporting come from the fact that damage level is insufficient to warrant prosecution or there is a lack of evidence to prosecute. Often it is difficult to identify the individuals responsible for committing an electronic crime. The study also showed that 75% of the time organizations do not involve law enforcement. Additionally, the survey found that electronic crime or e-crime events were known suspected to have been caused by outsiders 56% of the time, insiders 23% of the time, and 21% of the time it was unknown.
0: And then, Jason, finally, before we close, can you speak at all about information sharing? And when I say that, I mean how has information sharing helped to reduce insider fraud losses across industries, if at all?
1: Yes, I think information sharing has certainly helped reduce insider fraud. Of course, agencies and organizations are somewhat fearful of sharing information. However, there are several task forces such as the National Insider Threat Task Force, NITTF, that really strive to improve information sharing. Of course, conferences like this one in BITS and other trusted communities are important in reducing insider fraud losses across industries. However, unless there are formal agreements in place, information sharing will not occur as frequently as it probably should. Given the CERT Insider Threats Group can't compete as a trusted broker, we are in a unique position to conduct unbiased assessments of an organization's insider threat program. We have over 13 years of experience and have a wide variety of services, including training, workshops, assessments, and to help an organization in setting up their own insider threat program. All the information we collect is protected and our re- reputation is stellar. So we would uh, certainly urge organizations to reach out to us on our website at hdp colon slash www.cert.org slash insider underscore threat, and contact us if you have any questions or need assistance.
0: Jason, I'd like to thank you again for your time today. Thank you very much. Again, we've just heard from Jason Clark of the CERT Insider Threat Center. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.